When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Brick Lane One Love Pale Ale. Perfect for all occasions and the ultimate crowd pleaser. Drink responsibly. Master Builders Victoria. Supporting Victorian builders for over 147 years. Not a member yet. All today. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. A lot of text been coming through talking about the One Day Internationals. Uh, I think One Day Internationals are superior to T20s. People say they are short on time, but I think they check their phones. I find out spending six hours a day scrolling. Uh, stop and smell the roses uh, or get to the cricket and appreciate it. Mike in Bourne, thanks for that. Mike, there are a lot of lovers of the one-day format, and I'm one of them. Uh, another one here, I don't understand, Dwayne, why everyone hates one-day internationals. I think they're great and better than T20s. So that's from Luke as well, and that's kind of where we started this whole thing. Uh, the fact that no one's going, but it's nice to have them on, and if you've got a choice as to whether to have cricket on on a Tuesday or not have it on, you'd always prefer to have it on. Back to your calls and your texts very shortly. But Brett Phillips has been good enough to join me, host of the first serve. And it's getting pretty exciting for Brett as well, given we're getting to the main part of the tennis season when it comes to Australia. Welcome to you, Brett. Great to have you on. Yeah, thank you, Dwayne. Good to have you back. Yeah, it's nice to be back, to be honest. And uh, I get a little bored not talking sport to people. So it's been fun to be on today and talk some sport. Always great having a chat to you. So when does it all start to get towards Australia? Where are they playing in the lead-up? And when do most of the big stars arrive here? Yeah, well, I'll all be here, uh, well, you know, pretty much uh, just after Christmas Day in the lead-up because uh, we're going to be starting what the United Cup is actually starting. I think, uh, Dwayne, the 29th of December, the new United Cup across the three cities, replacing the ATP Cup. And then you've got uh, Adelaide going back-to-back with a couple of big men's and women's events, which will start that first Monday in January. So... Yeah, they'll all be here uh, playing the, the key uh, lead-ups uh, for the, the 16th of January start uh, for the Australian Open. If you think today, I mean, Novak Djokovic this morning won the ATP finals, which sort of signs off the ATP season. So what's that? It's about six weeks until, uh, you know, he... Well, I mean, he's, he's probably going to put the racket down for about two weeks, Dwayne, and see his kids and his wife and have a bit of downtime. And then he'll be into pre-season mode. So as we always say, this is the sport with the shortest off-season you just go around again. But, gee, Djokovic, uh, pretty ominous signs today that he's going to be tough to beat in Australia. And I, despite not having the world number one ranking, I think we all still think he's the world number one and the best. And he was brilliant uh, beating Casper Ruud. And we've got one more week of the season to go, the Davis Cup, which is, you know, this week, which is very, very late in the piece, which has been a bit of a controversial topic. Uh, but Australia, they're a chance to maybe win the Davis Cup. It's going to be tough. We've got a cutthroat quarterfinal against the Dutch, which will be the early hours of Wednesday morning our time, and it's all cutthroat from here, but Demonor, Kokonakis, Ebden, Purcell is Kubler part of the camp. Uh, let's see what the Aussies can produce over the next week. So where's Novak 
right now when it comes to prize money that's been won by you know all the great players over time, including Federer and Nadal? Oh, yeah, well, he's passed, uh, pretty much past them, I think. The rankings have just been updated uh, this afternoon where Djokovic has gone back up to five in the world, so he's jumped up three spots. So total prize money earnings, uh, $164 million, so which would uh, gee, have him just about, I reckon, at number one. Not sure what Roger finished with. If he's at 164, mm. Djokovic, Nadal's at 132. Uh, million dollars, uh, Dwayne. So he's gone past Rafa by uh, some margin. And what kind of percentage on top of that do they get in endorsements? Do you think so? What kind of numbers, you know, do they do they add to to that when it comes to, you know, what racket they use and what shirts they wear? Well, it's probably a scary figure when you're at uh, that uh, <laughs> that part of the the tennis echelon. So I I don't know the exact figure, but. Um, yeah, I mean, these guys have earned extraordinary uh, numbers. And the great part with all of them is they've all set up these terrific foundations where they're, you know, they're giving a lot back as well. And, uh, you know, often these players, I mean, Djokovic has led the chorus the last few years to have more players make a living out of the sport. So I know that he's been, you know, very uh, forthcoming in helping those. Um, many would be done away from the prying eyes of us and we would never know what deals there are. But it's well known that, you know, he's helped out quite a few players just... You know, who are not doing it as uh, easier financially than he is. And he'll be well received by any Novak here at the Australian Open next year. I mean, the, the country did what it had to do. Uh, and, you know, we could argue about that for a year. But it's done now. And Novak will come back. He'll have a lot of supporters. Mm. And sounds like he's pretty keen to get back. Very keen to get back. Yeah, I mean, this has been his you know, best slam. He loves Australia. He's got a great... Uh, record at Rod Laver, going for a 10th title. And look, you know, he's, he's always, as much as he's never had always the absolute love of Federer and Nadal, he's, he's got a very parochial supporter base. The Serbian supporters support him all across the world. So, yeah, and I, I think, you know, the Melbourne sporting public who come along love seeing the champions uh, in town. And um, whilst he mightn't have that endearing love, there is the respect uh, for what he's achieved in the game. So... I think we uh, we move on. He's back, and uh, we want the best players here for our premier sporting event. So who's on the billboards then? Ash isn't playing. Nick Kyrgios um, is obviously one that they could put on the billboards, but um, that, that might upset a few people as well because there's still a yep. proportion of the tennis-loving and sport-loving public who, who aren't Kyrgios fans. Who's on the billboard? Is it Novak, which would be an ironic twist? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, you know, Djokovic, absolutely. I think Alcaraz is the world number one. I encourage anyone who mightn't get tickets to the Australian Open get to Kuyong in that three or four days leading up to the Australian Open because Alcaraz is going to play. You'll have a much more intimate uh, experience of Carlos, who's so good with the fans and everything else. I mean, Iga Sviantec would be on that billboard. She's what about six thousand points clear as the world number one, Dwayne. So she might stay there for the next three to four years. That's how far wow. the gap is between her and that big pack of players at the moment. Great to have you, Brett. Uh, first serve tonight um, at 8 o'clock, I presume, is it? 8 o'clock. Got a couple more to go before we have a little spell in December and yeah, we'll, uh, we'll keep the wheels turning over. Plenty of tennis news around uh, tonight. We're going to be lucky enough to have your commentary on SEN during the Australian Open or have you got a full list of on-court duties again? <laughs> well, we're wearing a few different hats, uh, Dwayne, but uh, my uh, my head is, of course, with SEN doing the first serve in tennis all year. So uh, we'll be uh, just flipping in and out, particularly those first few days, which are pretty hectic. And, uh, no, nah, it's a great time of the year, and it's just around the corner. Can't wait for it. 
Yeah, can't wait for it either. Great to have you on, Brett, and we look forward to the first serve tonight and look forward to walking, working with you during the Australian Open in January. I'll be back early, hopefully, so I'll be working the Australian Open in January live from the Australian Open with Brett Phillips and co. Brett Phillips, first serve, 8pm tonight if you want to hear more tennis. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.